Welcome to the Spirited Network Podcast, produced by Big Cash, your favorite podcast. Special guest host, Lauren. Remember when you said we was done? Now you caught up, you can't even run. Said that I'd be no one. Now that the time has come, you said that you want me out of your life. Saying I have too much fun. But look how far I've come, just look how far off. And we go, and we go slip through the fucking cracks every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, voiceover guy. He's new and he's going to be around for a while. Uh, let me start out by doing something real quick, uh, real quick for the people. I've been getting asked a lot about uh, our intro song here, and that is Who Invited Evan uh, and his hit song, Soil. And it's a pretty dope song. I encourage you to check it out. He's a local uh, artist and uh, he's on his way up to the top. Uh, today, I am joined with a special guest host who has not been on the show before, either show. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about it. I'm pretty spirited about it. Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and introduce her after voiceover guy did. Hey, Lauren. Hey, it's Lauren here, a.k.a. Lorraine. <laughs> and an a.k.a., right? Yeah. Yeah, an ah, a.k.a. Play on words. You going to do, do the thing? The, the... the ski. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Hopefully I got some uh, listenership off of that. Uh, <laughs> man, look, I'm so excited to have you on the show. It's been, uh, it, I, I think you were like, we almost did like our own little episode zero one time, uh, like way, way, way back in the day. And uh, it was pretty fun. Like, I mean, it was, it was loose and free flowing and stuff like that. So I actually didn't want to have like a complete agenda uh, today. I just kind of want, I kind of want the world to be introduced to you you know what i mean like that's kind of what i want for today uh so uh mention that you're an aka and uh anything else you want to reveal uh well i mean i'm a hard-working mother <laughs> right <laughs> all right go through the usual tropes um, <laughs> right, exactly i would say that i am in a profession that is in high demand right now what's that with minimal pay and respect, <laughs> a teacher <laughs> gotta mention that. Wait, wait. okay, is is isn't high demand really? Oh yeah. Why? And well, first off, I had to mention that because I know, like, as you being a retired police officer, yeah. you know, you all were in the spotlight you know, a couple of years back and took all that heat. But I feel like now you just can't, you can't even go like a week go by without seeing some new story about teaching. Like, first off, we got a teacher shortage and the kids are just horrible, like just worse than ever before. And just assaults on teachers are higher than ever. And they're just quitting at a high rate. So I'm just saying like. So I like. All right. So I'm actually really kind of glad that you started a little bit with that, because normally I don't talk about people's jobs. And I also want to thank you for saying I retired when in actuality I quit. <laughs> and hey, look, hey, look, when you white, you resign. You know what I'm saying? When you're black, you quit. Uh, <laughs> Quitting ass. <laughs> okay. uh, anyway, um, so yeah, you like, why is it in high demand thing? Like, what, is it is it teachers quitting? Is it just like a uh, one of those attrition things where the they start teaching and then like screw this and go to a different school and all that? Okay, well, um, first off, I would just like to say. Again, like the parallels between teaching and being a police officer, I feel like are just really big right now because everybody has a, a, an opinion about, you know, the 
about the profession. Um, both of them. But um, right now, like uh, they I mean, the numbers of, you know, people entering teacher programs has gone down. Um, we have a shortage for real because, I mean, I just feel like this whole pandemic is just really brought into the spotlight. Um, how much it sucks to be a teacher. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say that. When people ask me, like, you know, what what's your inspiration? No, it's not the kids. <laughs> it's a paycheck. <laughs> not to say I don't care about the work I do. Right. Because, you know, like I, I just do my work because of my ego. Like I want to say that I did a good job. It makes sense. It makes sense because like these teachers are so young now. They all yeah. like so fine. They all on Instagram. Well, <laughs> well you know what? I, I See, I feel like that's that's part of the reason why I feel like I've been able to stay in the professions for so long because I it's not my passion. And I don't I don't come into I don't come into it with like rose tinted glasses. Like, you know, I'm going to make a difference. And I feel like a lot of teachers, um, they quit after the first, second or third year because they had this glamorized um, image of what teaching would be like. And I actually, I know some teachers like that where they're just, they were just like, you know what? Eh, it's not for me. They're well, like, what I they thought. What do like, like, actually the, um, I've actually known like three teachers who have quit and moved on. Those were actually like science teachers. And they were just like, you know what? After a couple of years teaching science, you know, this sucks. I want to go ahead and just be a, a, a nurse. I want to get into the actual profession. And like I said, I've, I've actually known teachers who, you know, like they really thought that this was their calling. And then after a couple of years, they're like, no, nah, this is nothing, nothing <laughs> that I had imagined it to be. And so I just felt like you just have to be a kind of a realist. So why not like just go hide in a private school? Uh, Well, I mean, first off, you know, I feel like pri- private schools are. A, a select few people can actually look at a private school as a viable option because they are paid less. And wait, then wait, how, how is that possible? They pay less. They pay less. Um, you, dude, you pay, you pay to go there. You like, don't don't well, underestimate the fact there is so much money that goes into public education. And that's why you have all these scandals that come out over the years of, you know, misappropriation of funds and, you know, question like, well, where did the money go? Like, cause literally millions of dollars are being poured in. I mean, think about Shelby County schools. They, the Bill Gates Melinda foundation literally gave an endowment of hundreds of millions of dollars to Shelby County schools. And that was really? like, was that was like start like 10 years ago. And yeah. And it was supposed hundreds to be like, hundreds of millions. It, it was a really big thing. I, I, I remember this specifically. And also I remember people being like, and after a couple of years, they're like, where the fuck did the money go? <laughs> because it was supposed <laughs> to go towards, it was supposed to go towards teacher pay and, uh, you know, like just, you know, attracting more, um, more be- better, um, better teachers to the profession. There, it, part of that was supposed to go towards that. And I promise you, I swear to God, if you look it up, Bill Gates, Melinda Gates Foundation, they selected Shelby County schools, actually Memphis City schools at the time, out of all, like, they, there were, like, several school districts that were in competition for this nationwide. Like, it was a nationwide thing they were searching for, but they actually chose Shelby County schools. So who was the superintendent back then? Oh, God. You know, I'm the worst teacher because I I, I don't keep up. I really don't because if, if it's, you know, if it has nothing to do with me personally, I'm just like, whatever. Sounds like it did, though, because like if you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, I mean, surely that has to quantify like an array. OK, but the people, look, the people who be are the people who be. I, I was in a teacher union and. I just saw how fruitless being a, a member of the teacher union was. I mean, hey, you know what? The same is true sometimes for the uh, police, quote unquote, union. It's actually not even a union. I don't know if you guys even knew that. Yes, they're not. It's an association. That's why they're the Memphis Police Association, right? And they're pretty much, uh, you know, pretty much toothless lions that, you know, <laughs> just growl really loud. It, and, it is a total joke. It, I mean, it really, you know... Uh, 
I hate to really say that. I mean, you know, it, it, it is tough is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a joke. People believe in what they're doing there. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, though, like, you you are, you have, you don't have power. No. Like, your, your, your power is, no. is agreed upon. Your power is, your power is about as strong as the dollar bill or, no. you know, whatever. Like, I mean, just any second could just go you know, down or up or whatever, or crypto or some crap yeah. like that. You know, I, what I, mean? I, I agree 100%. Absolutely. And actually just a quick side story. Um, there was this veteran teacher I was friends with. She was kind of like an older woman and we kind of like bonded over our mutual love for romance novels. But anyway, so picture this. Yeah. I know. You like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the Fabio cover ones from the oh, 90s. Man, look, like, we were oh, no, big no, no. into it. No, no. Are you, are you one of those, uh, are you one of those like dirty little freaks where you like, um, uh, what, Zane? That, that, no uh, comment. <laughs> oh no, no! Come on. No, actually, actually, you know what? I feel like I feel like uh, Zane is actually the garbage can of erotic <laughs> romance. I mean, ro- um, erotic novelist. No, seriously, because I'm like, there. Give me a tease, me a little bit. You know, what I mean, don't just balls in the face writing. You know, you know. I'm serious. Like it could be nasty, but like lead me gently into the nastiness. And like with Zane, it's like no sophistication at all. It's like he whipped his dick out like on page. one one. No, seriously. So, yeah, I'm a little pervert. Like, tease yeah, me a little you know, bit I, uh, and draw me into the story. Yeah. Uh, but I digress. I digress. Uh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> I think you did a little bit. Uh, matter of fact, what's got? What you got to say about that? Okay. Damn. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, He's but, opinionated. But uh, I, I promise you, like, so this veteran teacher, I promise you, she was like, you know, like strongly middle class, you know, white lady and you know, married husband has, you know, his own construction company. They, you know, they, they did, they did well for themselves. And, you know, we had, we got, we got into the heated debate about the um, teacher union and she just strongly encouraged me to join. And, you know, after a while I finally gave in. And then year after year, I was just like, you know what, after things for teachers started getting worse and worse, our healthcare, I mean, our, health insurance premium skyrocketed and you know they actually put a freeze on teacher raises for like five years and um she was i remember that yes it was ridiculous Stupid. like i i, fear, I, I promise you it was a lot of parallels with teachers and um police officers in memphis at the time yeah. but um she she kept on saying i every year i was like you know what why am i paying this you know to hell with this and she was just like no stick it out and you know we need power in numbers and i promise you like i, I say she kept that up for a good three or four years and finally she was just like you know what she like look Lauren. I, I fucking quit mm-hmm. <laughs> this teacher you like she was the biggest proponent for it and, and after a while she lo- right, right she right. lost her faith in it yep. e- after encouraging me year after year she was like fuck this, this I was, is not I was in mind for 10 years and I'm gonna be honest with you what did it for me like when you know when I was like screw this um <clears throat> it was when uh the we had a mayoral race uh, and we always had this thing called a political action fund back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we would donate to, you know, who we believed the winning candidate would be. Sometimes you'd hedge your bets, right? And, you know, you could say you contributed. So, hey, we gave you something, you give us something, right? Okay, smart strategy, right? Good strategy, okay? You know, you can't, you can't just, you know, strong arm it, so you might as well, you know, strategize it. Okay, great. Now, problem is... Our uh, union president at the time got the itch to run for mayor. And so I knew he didn't have a chance in hell. And so did everybody else. So now I'm asking, where is this political fund going to? Like, 
who is this going to help here? Because are we going to beg the guy that's the president of our union who we know is going to lose horribly? Uh, or and, and trash the the other candidates in the process, or you know, are we going to go with the winner? Uh, also, what are my union dues going to? I mean, all this kind of crap. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, totally bastardized the whole situation, mm. in my opinion. Made it very very tough to trust anything, and I dropped out after year ten, I think. Yeah, because uh, it's like, where am I? Where's my money going to? Yeah, work? like it's, it's not it's not worth it. And plus, mm. you know, I didn't I didn't do anything to get in trouble. Like you know, they're like, hey, you know, just in case you get in trouble, you you know how they are. You know, like you might as well stay in here because then we can help you like, with lawyers and blah blah. I'm like, like you know what? Like I don't yeah, you know I don't I, have hookers in my backseat. I'll be like, like you know, hey, you know you gonna you know you gonna screw it up. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, yeah. hey, you know, I just be more careful. How about that? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'll like be more careful, say the money. Not to be arrogant, but it's like. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm a high risk person, so right. I'll be okay. Yeah. All right, back to Zane. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, no respect to no disrespect to the lady. I just I just like my I just like my um I like the literature I read to be just a little bit more smart and sophisticated. I, I'm just be honest with you. No, you know, like I mean, I, you know, I, I am going back to the teacher thing, but you know that, like that thing always fascinated me. You know what I mean? Like just like who reads this smut? Like this is just straight straight smut on the page, bro. Like seriously, like a it's variety not, of people. Uh, why though? Like because, I mean, why? Because what, it what keeps you, it keeps it's words. It's gross words. It on gives the you something to live for. <laughs> 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 like, like seriously, like, like she was like really like deep, and like she would give me like her book. Like she's avid reader, so she would like give me like two to three books a week, and I'm just like, a oh, week? yeah. But then again, like she's been married for like over twenty years, so it's like she has to have something to keep her oh, going. Somebody has keep a the dead noodle over there. No, <laughs> no, 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 it, I feel like it's not, like, it's no, I, I, I want to say it's, it's about her, her husband being bad in bed, but I mean, there's only, only so many times you can eat French toast, you know what I mean? Okay. Like it keeps things interesting and you know, she definitely wasn't a type of cheat. So, you know, that, that was her, that was her little bit of excitement. I mean, as she know, she lost me when she got really deep into the um, 50 shades of gray. I was like, I read the first it's like book. bondage and like stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, actually, no, like some of the stuff was kind of hot, but the writing, like if you go, if you, like, if you go to any, like, like any writer, any, any, any avid reader who like critiques her books, they're just like, wow, this is just so poorly written and just stupidly written. Are you one of those that like, you know, you, you just have to read the book before you see the movie. Cause you know, if you don't, if you don't do that, then it's not working and all that. It, it depends. Don't, don't, don't. It, it depends. No, don't be that guy. It, no, no, it really depends because usually the book is better than the movie, but then there's been some situations where I have seen the movie and the movie was like so good. It inspired me to read the book. And there's actually been a few times where like the movie was actually better than the book. And I'm just like, wow, I wasted my Give money. Me one. Uh, where the movie was better yep. than the book. Give me one. Um, there's a lot actually. Just one. But um, just off the top of my head, I would say that Divergent. Oh, I never watched it. But you know what? I, I got a good friend, uh, Tank. He uh, he's he's he was like into it. Like and he's like a big gruff guy. He'll be on here. But uh, like, you know, you would never guess he's into stuff like that. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, hers pretty cool. I mean, maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. Um I wouldn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the one where it's like divergent, convergent, sub, uh, submergent. 
Uh, not really, but yeah. Um. I thought it was something like that. Anyway, bad kids. So I, I do want to. I, I do want to <laughs> kind of touch on that a little bit. Like, so yeah. One thing about it is, man. Like I remember, you know, going to going to school and like our bad kids, mm-hmm. you know, like were thought to be in gangs. They weren't really in gangs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. and they, you know, like they they would push a kid or something or, you know, maybe throw a punch or something like, you know, like it's it's real little stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it's different now. Like, so it is different. Like you can, you can for sure say it's different. Yeah. Um, what, so, okay, let's start here. Why, why is it different? Okay. What, what was different is that the kids got a little taste of what life is like without school. Because oh, you saying this didn't happen really until like after pandemic? No, I mean we always had problems, but yeah, no, it's everybody can say across the board like it's just been way more behavior problems this year, more expulsions, um, more incidents of like you know teacher violence, also uh, violence against teachers, also just more fights in general. And I just feel like yeah, like last year just ruined the kids. So and, wait, wait, wait. So I actually want to hear about that part. Like I want to, I want to kind of like do some chronology here. Okay. So like, take me back to like when you know they were like schools out, don't come back, COVID is around. Yeah. Whatever. How did that start? Like how how was how was the transition like for you as a teacher mm-hmm. sitting at your table or whatever? Mm-hmm with kids or were you at a table like what the hell were you doing like were you, were you just as lost <laughs> as the kids were you like cooking like uh, cooking eggs while you're like you know like hey dummy I feel horrible I really feel like you should be asking somebody else because remember a uh teaching is not my passion mm-hmm. and b I do it for the money yeah but, so, you, but you but you do it so right yeah. well, well so okay I wanna, I wanna so hear- Okay, so look, so you check this out. A lot of people. So check this out. I can um, tell you my take on it, and also I can tell you that the average um, teachers take on it. And you might be like, "Well, how you know, Lorraine?" Um, because I had joined a, a Facebook group of Memphis teachers, and they were just like, you know, just a place for them to vent and talk about their daily experiences and frustrations with online learning. And I, w- I can say that um, I loved it in the aspect that I was able to be at home, and also. Um, you know, I had at that point last at that point um, last school year, I, that was like my twelfth year of teaching, and this was the first time ever where I only had like four classes. Like usually we only like, had five classes, so I had four classes, and then the rest, like the rest of my day was like like wide open. So like I had like a two hour break between um, my morning classes and my afternoon classes. So I never actually had that much time um, before. And then just being able to be at home and like, you know, between like after classes, um, morning classes, I able to cook, you know, cook my kids a hot breakfast and, you know, to be at the comfort of my home. Cause you know, sometimes, you know, you ever, you ever been sleepy at work and you're just like, dang, I wish I could be in my bed. Hell, right. I just I run upstairs and just <laughs> dive bomb in there. So, <laughs> I love that, but I could, but also, um, I could see really quickly, um, it was very frustrating as a teacher because the kids weren't listening. Um, the constant fight of having the kids turn their cameras on. I would go crazy. Like I'm saying, I would go nuts. Right. You know what I mean? Like, especially having to be like in a, in a clear position of authority. Like, it's not like we're like, we're all adults here and I'm the supervisor. You know what I mean? Like that's already bad enough, but you know, to be like, Hey, look, I'm the supervisor and I'm the adult, you know, and your kids and you need to be, you need to do what you're told. 
how maddening was that? Like that would drive me freaking well, crazy. I, again, I, I just say that like I'm the first person to ask about this because I didn't. I it, yeah, it bothered me at first, but after like the first week or two, I was like, man, fuck this. I'm yeah. not. I'm not fighting this battle, and so. I feel like I just kind of like compartmentalized it. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just I, really early on. I'm like, I was like, I'm going to teach to the kids who want to learn and to the kids who don't to hell with this. Like, I'm just whatever. And so I would say that me personally, I avoided a lot of frustration, a lot of burnout. There's a lot of teachers actually quit and stuff over the daily frustrations of, you know, I, I can't get the kids to do this. And that. I'm like, look, you know what? Too At this invested, point, right? I'm right. They're too invested. Yeah. They're too much like, oh, you know, I got to change the world. No. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I was just like, I, I figured early on that this was just a throwaway year and I was going to teach my like, I, I I promise you, I came to class prepared every single day and I taught and I was observed and I had very few complaints off, off, off the off, off of the observations. But in the same token, I was not trying to fight that battle of trying to reach kids who did not care. And when I say that, I would say, like, for example, like, go early on like going through the list of kids like how turn your camera on turn your camera on this one kid I called on her she didn't answer and I was like turn your camera on I had to like threaten her to get her camera on and then I asked her a question I had threatened her for her to unmute her mic and then when I when she unmutes her mic um, I literally first off she turned her camera on I see her I see some adults on the sofa in the background watching TV. She unmutes uh, her mic, TV's blasting. So I'm like, she can't even hear right. anything I'm saying. She can't even, you know, hear this whole lesson. You know what I mean? So you you see things like that early on where it's like, you know what? I can't win. If you got an adult who doesn't have the common sense to have their child in a room where they where they can concentrate with peace and quiet so they can get an education, then, you know, you know what I mean? Like, come on. So I was like, so kids like that, I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is your assignment. You either do or you don't. Yeah. I'm going to contact your parent via email, via text message or whatever. And I'm, I'm going to document that I did everything I could to, you know, to notify them that you're, you weren't doing the assignments. But I'm not going to fight with you every day to get you to participate or turn your camera on because clearly you don't care and the people at home don't really care either. So then what about when it's nut cutting time and, you know, the grades have to come out and, you know, inevitably uh the people who didn't listen didn't do the work or didn't do it correctly and whatever um what happened then like i mean was it was it a shit show or was it what was it like okay well i'm gonna say the dirty secret um that year in education was that you will be asked you will be asked um by your principal by suspend you ask you'll be asked to um, pass the kids no yeah, they won't. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you will. No, I mean, <clears throat> like I, I get it for like a C student or something or D, no, you know, like no, just no. just outright. Well, no, 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 no. We we would do the song and dance, and they would, you know, they they would um they would constantly change the parameters. They were like, they would be like, you know what, you need to create an assignment for all the kids who have all these missing assignments, all these you know F's in their grade book, and they were like, you know, you, you give them a whole week to get the assignment done. And you contact, you stay on top of their parents and stay on top of them, get it done. And then at the end of the week, you know, the kids who didn't still didn't do it after all that. Um, then they came up with the idea. Well, um, yeah, they have an F on the report card, but that's not permanent. They can do great repair. So at any point in time, any point, any point throughout the school year, they can still go back and, you know, do some makeup assignments and you'll have to go back and change the grade. And still, and they, right. And so then come, come May, 
you still get to the point where um, you have kids and you've given them several opportunities to, you know, do one assignment and replace 20 missing grades with that one assignment, by the way, which is absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. But um, yeah, so literally it got to the point where I received a phone call from my principal and she just in no uncertain terms was like, you know what, I need you to be a team player. You know, you got, you know, X, X, Y and Z kids failing and I'm gonna need you to go ahead and, you know do some grade book magic on that. Wow. And so, yeah. And you know what I said? What was the code word? Now, I know they didn't say past the kid, you know, like. They- yeah. I, I don't remember exactly what she said. I don't really remember exactly. Cause at that point, again, I just was in, I, I was in, a, I don't give a, yeah. F mode, which is you had you know, to for the whole is, year. It's you're right. You were just numb, like you're your principles, right. every like you no, know, like everything that you know to be true in your heart. Like you know, you can't. You had to hold people accountable. You know, what I mean, you can't. But you had to just not care anymore because they were the the admin was pissing all over that. And I would say that the admin was not the enemy because they had tremendous pressure on themselves. It was all about a numbers game. It was all a numbers game, like literally. So what frustrated me the most is that the irony is that you had teachers who didn't do anything. Like they they weren't teaching. They, they did absolutely nothing. They were doing like kids. They were just like. Right. right. They were doing nothing and they were passing all their kids. And guess what? Like on paper, they're great. And then you have teachers like me where, you know, I, I got like. 30, 40% of my kids failing. And so on paper, it looks like, oh, I'm a shitty teacher. But it's like, no, the reality oh. is, right, the reality is if you look deeper, I'm actually doing my job and holding these kids accountable. But on paper, it doesn't look good. So it just got to the point where I was like, you know what, fuck it. If you want me to pass them, I will fucking pass them. If you want our school to look like our kids are learning and achieving and we got a, you know, 90% success rate, then go ahead. And that's how it's set up. But like I said, I don't blame the admin. It, it goes, it goes all the way to the board of education. Yeah, that that. Ugh. And I and I blame the parents too, because the parents were com- very complicit in it. They they knew damn well their kids didn't do anything, didn't deserve to have passing grades, but they never complained. You know, the only time they want to complain is when they had an F. You know, they we gave them an F, and you know what I mean. Like if, if a child, we gave a child an A, no parent would call like, hey, how do my child get an A? And they don't even know what two plus two is. You know, like, how the fuck? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, right. so the parents are. And they were calling about like, hey, why is my kid so awesome? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. So and, and so the parents play the game too. They don't. You know, they don't really. They didn't really care if their child actually learned as long as their child had good grades on the um, in the report card. And that's fine, but we both know that, you know, who's going to lose is the child because that that's when we get to kids where, you know, they're scoring like 12 and a 13 on ACT and can't even get into college, you know? Yikes. Yikes. Like, that's the reality. We're about to bridge over into uh, the current day uh, after Corona stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. After after COVID break. Did you say, did you say Corona? Coronavirus. I haven't heard that so long. I thought I know, about the right? beer. It's weird, isn't it? Do <laughs> you see it? I might as well say SARS. Anyway, because <laughs> that's what it is. Um, all right. Uh, before, before, I know, right? Uh, before we do that, though, I do have something that I want you to try. Porridge up a little something nice here. Um, and we're going to take a little shot of it and we're going to. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to hear your opinion after that, and I'm going to tell you what we got going, okay? So, let's do that. Uh, you've listened to the old show, and I 
Yeah, you, you pretty much know what this is about. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. So Yeah, I've heard the yep, gulps you know, yep, the, the mics are not off, baby. <laughs> They're not off. So let's see if you have the, the cavern throat. That, oh, God. <laughs> that has affected others in the past. Okay. Uh, there you are. Here I am. And I think we need to, uh, before we do that, what are we, what are we toasting to? To the end of COVID. Oh, yes. I said that. Yeah. yeah. We made it. Yeah, it's over. We made it. It's Congratulations. Over. It's over. Yes. Here By the go. way, you and I have had COVID ironically. Yeah. 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 That happened. That happened. I mean, along with the rest of the world on Christmas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Let's do this thing. Uh, we, can, we can do it real quick. Yeah. There we go. Cheers. You ought to see her running from that mic. I mean, she does not want she does not want to go in the Hall of Fame of uh, <laughs> <laughs> gross sounds. Yeah, gross sounds, yeah. All right. So, what'd you think of it? I would say that very smooth. It didn't burn at all, like at all. That is actually shocking because most of you're like, ah, ah, yep. <laughs> Uh, this is a uh, black-owned uh, tequila disbelief. Uh, now, this is not the one I've had before uh, on the previous show. Um, that was disbelief reposado. This is actually disbelief blanco. So they actually have gone backward a little bit uh, to release the, uh, I guess the, the less less pure uh, tequila, which is blanco. It's the uh, uh, I, I, you know, I hate saying like bottom shelf because it's good stuff, right? But anyway, it's a good taste for them. And I got to say, I agree with you. I think it's great. I think it's actually a really, really smooth. Uh, and some MSRP information. I think we're looking at about uh, $45.99, $50, something like that. This will uh, make an amazing margarita. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So dope, right? So dope. Like, no hangover. Um, and you can find that at uh, Spirits at Timber Creek, uh, Spirits at Timber Creek here in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, as always. So, yeah, uh, I like that. All right. Great bridge. Now, we are back to school, back to life, in the COVID, all that good stuff. Now, it's only been a year, right? Or two, no, wait, two years? I don't know. I've been it's been two years two since years. it all started. Like two years since it all started. Year and a half to two since the kids have been out. Now they're back. What is it? I mean, is it is it you know like obviously it's a, it's an adjustment thing, but what is different? You think like what is the what differences have you noticed from pre COVID school to post COVID school? Uh, the difference is just the attitude, but you know, just a disclaimer. I left my school which was, you know, like a considered to be a pretty good school. And I went straight to the hood. And so I'm not, so I, I, I even heard for like a hood school it's been worse, but just what I've noticed is just that just been an uptick of just students just being just defiant, like over everything. Like they want to draw their, you know, like just, they want to draw a line in the sand over every little thing where, where I'm just haven't been accustomed to that. And then, it, then it's the whole issue of uh, cell phones, earbuds. It's just been worse than ever before. And earbuds? Is that what you said? Earbuds. <laughs> Sorry. Earbuds. Ear, earbuds. <laughs> All right, Granny, go ahead. But I've, I've heard that um, even from my son, TJ. You know, he goes to Central High School. Mm. And it's just been like a just ridiculous issue where I guess, you know, they, get, they got used to just being able to do whatever they want, whenever they want. And so it's like now, like that, now they're back in school. They're like, oh, hell no. You know, like I'm going to be on my phone whenever I want to. I'm gonna how have does, my that, how does that work? Like, I mean, like they just, 
they plop out their, like, they just get the phone out and just start talking on it in class? Okay, well, first off, they're not talking on the phone in the class. You know, you know this generation, they don't talk on the phone. Oh, yeah, they're okay? social They're Snapchatting, they're on right. TikTok, they're on, you know, Instagram, all that stuff. And, yeah, they're doing it in the classroom. And it's actually hilarious because... Like now, like there's so many fights to start off a post on Instagram. It's like, it's no more word of mouth. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I got beef with you. I'm going to talk shit on the gram. And then everybody's going to see it. And I want you to see it. And now we're going to fight after school. Yeah. So, yeah. So do you guys get wind of it? Like, do you? So y'all, so the teachers like now, do you think there's like a little secret excitement there? Like, is it like, I'm going to catch this too. Like, no, no. Do y'all huddle at the window like no. oh, we're gonna give it we're gonna no. give it five minutes. No, we have no <laughs> I got this kid. No. Bet on the kids. Hell no. Ah, but, yes, no, but there had I no would. but there has been situations where like, you know, some kids get into it and one kid's like, I'm gonna beat his ass and I'm and I'm sitting back looking like, I'm gonna let you beat his ass. <laughs> I can't stand that kid. You know what I mean? So yeah, there definitely been situations where I'm just like, Yeah, I'm gonna let you get your ass beat because right. you deserve it. Right. Like it's so it's kinda like and, you're no evil see no evil kind of thing oh hell yeah like i ain't breaking up nothing like i i I will only break up a fight if i like you well you're like you know sub five feet so you know what i'm saying like you ain't breaking that up i've actually know? broken up two fights this this school year so far on ankles. like <laughs> how do you do you're that? hilarious no seriously how do you do that i mean how do i do it i mean I'm going to grab, like, of course, I'm going to jump on the back of somebody and, like, hold them <laughs> back. Hilarious. I end up skitting. Look, I, it's not funny. Cause, like, I end up, like, ripping my jeans and, like, skinning my knee. And I'm like, I like these jeans. But, you, you know. jump on these kids' backs. Like, in one situation, another situation, like, well, you got to remember, some, some of these kids are taller than me, but, like, it's only seventh grade. So, like, they're, like, like 80 pounds, 90 pounds. Some of them really skinny. So, like, it's one little kid. And, like, I had to, like, basically get, like, like grab him in a bear hug. And like, I had my, you know, my arms crisscrossed, you know, like interlocked yeah. around him. So he couldn't break free because I'm trying to keep him from getting his ass beat. You know what I mean? Cause he's trying to fight. You liked. No. You just didn't want to see it. I feel sorry for him. Now that's the one who had like, uh, he, he was, uh, he was mentally unstable. He had a lot of issues. That's before he, you know, he, that's the one that eventually um, threatened to stab me. But before that had happened, I was just trying to protect him because turn back the hands he was about, time. yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he shit got his ass beat. Right. Not some sense to that kid. Right. <laughs> beat some sense to that. Yeah. If I had uh, known just two weeks later, he was threatening me. Yeah, I will let him get So look, what's the wildest one, man? Like let, let's get into let's get into the story fun time now. What what's give me give me some wild stuff that you've seen. What's the wildest fight you've been a part of? I've been a part of well, I don't know if I've necessarily been a fire part of, but I would say the wildest um incident was back to little back to the crazy student. He um threatened to fight um the science teacher. Now to give you background, this science teacher, she's about five nine, five ten. This dude just wanna fight look, ladies. About two fifty, two sixty. And, you know, he was about five feet, maybe five, one, maybe 90 pounds. Like, yeah. And he, well, actually he had threatened a social studies teacher, which who was a grown man too. But yeah, he was just like, you know, what's up, bitch? And just walked up <laughs> like, to, like, all that? like, oh man, he didn't give a fuck. Like literally at one point they were like, we're going to call your mom. Fuck that bitch too. Whoa. Are you yes, serious? Yes. Like, no. Yes. Yes. Like he really didn't care. And it's, it's funny because when he was threatening a science teacher and started walking towards her and said he's going to beat her ass and everything. There was another teacher who was walking by who had known him when he was in the fifth grade. And she was just like, Smarco, no, what are you doing? He was like, 
Man, fuck you. Like, he was like, like, he like, like you are not Morgan Freeman. Man, he yeah, cussed her out. She was just like shocked. And I'm looking like, yeah, he ain't the same nah, one you nah. knew two years ago. But, so, again, like, just so I have never personally, like, before this happened, I had never personally seen a student be that aggressive towards an adult. So, like, let me ask you something. Like, all right, I've sat in on, like, your classes before, right? Back when kids were, like, kids. And um, okay. I just have a feeling like today, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I were to sit in a class and, you know, like, you're, you have one of these psycho kids, mm-hmm. you know, like... Um, double down on some crazy stuff, right? Like threaten or start to walk towards you menacingly or something like that. Like they intend harm. Right. Right. Um, Like what, like why, why do you guys not just handle the threat? You know what I mean? Like why, how, how do why don't you just, why don't these grown ass men teach us smack these kids? Okay. Well, actually they do. Okay. So going back to the, the going back to the troubled young man, you know, he ran into my classroom and he was like, I'm gonna beat your ass, you know, and mm-hmm. pumped his fist at me. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I wasn't scared at first off because like he wasn't that close to me. But there was a male teacher who had followed him in there and he was like, Man, he's like, if you don't come out, I'm gonna snatch your ass out. And look, and the little boy started talking stuff to him and he like manhandled him. Like he grabbed him and everything, like, you know, man, and dragged him out of the room. And so, you know, I've seen some male teachers lose their cool with these kids. Now they were really losing their cool though. They weren't hitting the kid. Yeah, because when you say, "Man, I'm gonna beat your motherfucking ass," like as an adult, if you're saying to a child, "I'm gonna beat your motherfucking ass," you are communicating on the level that true. But but also there's anger. There's anger behind it though. They got to you. But that's a communication style, right? Like that would be my argument. I believe in effective communication. Okay. So, you know, anybody can communicate. Like you can you can speak perfect French to these kids and you know what I'm saying? Like they'd be like yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, there's a certain way, like, yeah, they do respond better to a certain way. And so I feel like with the um, male teacher, it didn't escalate to actual fight because the he, guy the guy let him know, like, look, I'm going to beat your he, ass he met, if you even force, try it with right. me. I'm going to beat your ass. Early. You right? know? But, hey, you know, and you, you mentioned the uh, parallels between, you know, police and stuff. Like, I tell people all the time, when I was, when I was, you know, in that field, I believed in doing two things when it came to confrontation. Mm -hmm. Act fast, act violently. Because if you do those two things right, then you're not going to have the situations where it's like, well, you know, we were wrestling around, rolling around on the car. I thought he had my gun. And, you know, like, Mm -hmm. what was I supposed to do? You know, if you would have acted faster and you would have been more violent to start, you know what I mean? Then that would have curtailed all that. You would not have had that situation. You know what I mean? Act decisively. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I get you, but it's not necessarily the same because as teachers, we we really have our hands tied. And I'm going to say that because I actually, ironically, I actually just read this story um, this morning about this uh, teacher who was suspended from, I think it was Dallas um, School District or something. But he, um, a child, a, a girl, a female student, he restrained her by slamming her against the wall and like holding her back. And, but long story short, this girl had a gun. Like she had brought a gun, like a loaded gun to the school. And they had, 
Um, they had pulled her aside and interrogated her because they saw her on, on security camera handing a backpack off to another child. And so she, you know, after question after, after they questioned her, she got frustrated. She got upset and just, you know, acted like aggressively. And so the male teacher, like he didn't hit her, but he forcefully restrained her. And she he actually was fired. He was actually fired for it, and um, this was a new story because for what? Like, I mean, what was the? They, they they said some BS about how he did not act um professionally and how he yes, I'm I'm telling you, it's all is there's there's this double standard bullshit when it comes to these kids, and they're all and their their response nine times out of ten, the response is you know even if a child puts their hands on you, even if they're threatening you, like right in your face. You're supposed to be an adult and you're supposed to act professionally at all times. And that's totally unrealistic because yeah, we are humans too. And we get, you know, we have our, you know, we, we're not trained first off. They don't even give us, you know, like crisis training and de-escalation training at all, but we're supposed to have well, our you emotions should, you got, you got under check phones in the classroom. So you can call police. Right. And but I'm just saying, but um, they literally fired him and, um, then they changed their mind and now they're going to reinstate him. But that's after he went for two months without pay. And he's actually suing the school district. And he was like, he should never have been fired. He never should never have been suspended to begin with because Absolutely. he felt like he did nothing wrong. He was like, this child was proven to have had a loaded weapon. Like, you know, she was a threat. And so he felt like he was like, you know, his lawyers, like he absolutely did respond appropriately. But I'm just saying, like, you see the situation yeah, right there. Go through all that. Right, like it sucks. He has to go through all. That's this, what I'm saying. Thing. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, but that that's what you see Not get more shot time. Up in school by some, you know. Right, that, that's what he said. He was like, he was like, I should be considered a hero. Like I neutralized a threat. Like I literally did my job. But again, um, these school districts are so afraid of these kids, these parents. Because of the lawsuits that parents have won, it's all about, you know, it's all about politics and money. So because of the lawsuits parents have won against school districts in the past, that's why they are so, um, they are so quick to blame the teacher. They're so quick to throw the teacher under the bus because they are terrified of being sued for millions of dollars. And I, and I felt like, yeah, that was total, that was a total stab in the back and betrayal of that male teacher. And it, they should never have fired him. All right. So. We touched on some stuff just now that kind of got me going a little bit. Uh, or, you know, maybe it's a disbelief tequila. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's happening all at the same time. So, listen, you mentioned uh, politics in the school. I like that. I like that because it reminds me of something that has come up time and time again. How do you feel about gun- teachers with guns in the school? How do you feel about that? Uh, what I feel is no, no, absolutely not. Whoa. Wow. Okay. After all this, all this that we've talked about this far, these, these awful little hellions Mm -hmm. coming back, you know what I mean? Like talking crazy, doing all this crazy Uh shit, bringing us to school, getting people fired for, you know, like neutralizing them as the threat that they are. All that, all of that. And you are landing on no. Hell no. And I'm going to say that because I mean, you got kids, you got kids stealing teachers' phones, stealing money out their wallets. Can you imagine the chaos that would happen if a teacher's the fucking gun got stolen. <laughs> I mean, I'm not fucking kidding. Like, come on. Yes. It did. And you might, and, and, and you know what? Every time a teacher's phone or money is stolen out their wallet, of course, the thing is like, yeah, you dumb motherfucker. But yeah, there's a lot of dumb ass teachers out there that lead their, their, their leader classrooms unlocked. And yeah, they've had stuff stolen. Now me personally, I'm just type, I'm the type person. I, my, my shit is always put away. 
Like I have not been stolen from yet. You know what I mean? Ooh, but better knock on some wood. Right, right. <laughs> knock on wood. But <laughs> but um absolutely, yeah. I know. I'm telling you, like, no, I don't have faith in my fellow teachers that we would have responsible teachers who will always have their guns away, locked up, put away. No, I, I'm and these kids, no, they can't be trusted. So absolutely, hell no. You, you know what, you know what uh what popped into mind when you were describing that? That uh, that scene from you, you're a big movie person like me. So mm-hmm. that scene from Terminator Two, when uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger walks down the hall and he's got that uh box of roses and, and that's a shotgun. <laughs> like you know, you know, like that is a teacher's dream, right? You know, what I mean? like they like they just want to be that guy to come around the corner with the shotgun and rack mm-hmm. that thing and just be like, you know, who's who, who Look, wants it? <laughs> I'm just worried about friendly fire because I, 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 you, you already know. I hear so many times people like, I thought you were one of the kids. You <laughs> You blend right in. You just blend the right, yeah, right in. Right, right, right. I guess, I guess I I, look, you know, so I guess I'm going to be breaking up a fight and I'm going to get shot because you thought it. I yeah, was an right. aggressor. Don't like, matter who started it. It's about on. how you finish. You know what I mean? Like, you know, what the hell is going on here? So, no. and But but also on the same token, I feel like um, the whole call for not having security officers, I mean, resource officers in the schools, stupid, dumbest idea ever. Of course, we need resource officers at the school. Hell yeah. Yeah, I do feel more comfortable having them there with that loaded with pepper spray and a fucking gun. As a matter of fact, I'll, you know, have two, three, four, whatever, one for each fucking hallway. You know, I'm totally cool with that because that's their job. We know they're going to have their gun on them at all times. I cannot imagine being a teacher having a pistol on my hip while I'm trying to teach <laughs> class. Like, that's absurd. I okay. mean, it's just so many ways to, like, just scare the <laughs> hell out of these kids with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, lean in, you know, like, what you need help with? Like, the butt of the gun smacking on the face? Yeah, like, like, no, right, nothing, right, right. Um, I'm going to do my work. So, I need, I need people who have, I, I need the correct, the right people to have guns. Not some teacher, because... No. You know them. And it's just not going to work no. out. No. Hell no. Interesting. Interesting. So, uh, you know, I hear all the time, you know, like, bring corporal punishment back. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, bring yeah. that back. You know, like. Um, Should have never left. Oh, you're a proponent. Oh, hell yeah. Look, okay, look. I don't know about you. You are a little bit younger than me, but I still remember my good old elementary school days where, you know, we always knew like our fifth, uh, there was a fifth and sixth grade teacher. They had a paddle. We always knew the teacher who had the paddle, you know what I mean? And kids acting up at the school and they're like, oh, here come Miss Jones. I still remember her name. I love Miss Jones. But they're like, oh, here come Miss Jones. Everybody knew don't fuck with Miss Jones because she got that paddle. Mm-hmm. Hell Yeah. Like, I feel like, yeah, these are kids after all. They are kids and kids respond to discipline more than anything else. Like they respond to discipline better than than they respond to suspensions because nowadays suspensions are a joke. They're going to be at home eating ice cream, playing video games, texting their friends. A, a lot of parents, I mean, they're just not punishing these kids. Like, they're really not. Like, a so day then why school, would they endorse you doing it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I mean, I, yeah, we did come up at different times I guess I mean no we're not that far apart but okay. what what I would say is like I I, th- I think maybe around the time I graduated or maybe after mm-hmm. you needed like permission slip you know like to okay. to be able to do that to your kid and I'm I guess I'm guessing you didn't have that um I didn't have it in middle school I know that mm-hmm. you know what I mean so yeah like 
what about when the parent doesn't do it? What do you, what what should happen then? Like your your parent didn't sign off on the discipline, you know. Like the kid is acting out because they know okay. mama got their back. You know yeah. what I mean? They ain't, you know they ain't letting nobody touch their baby. Well, I mean, and the worst you can do is suspend them. So right. what, what I mean, what I mean, then? I How mean, well, it? I lived I lived through that. So I mean, yeah, there were kids who had permission to be paddle paddle, and there were kids who did not, and you know. There were some badass kids whose parents did give them permission to get paddled. And the ones who didn't have permission, I mean, they has got, you know, there was so much, there's only so much that um, the school could do, but at least they, you know, they could do something with the kids they did have permission for. But also I would just say that for your argument, you know, good and well, um, as a police officer, that there have been plenty of parents who have called the police to handle parenting issues that they should handle themselves. It's the same thing. So yeah, just because there's a child who's wild and out of control, don't assume that the parent's not going to give the school permission to paddle their ass because there are plenty of parents where they're just like, hey, you be the parent for my for my kid. You know, mm-hmm. you take care of that because they don't know what to do. They're overwhelmed. Their kids are not afraid of them because they've true. been. So yeah. Very true. Very true. You know, I remember, <clears throat> here's a solution because uh, everything old is new again anyway, right? It always comes back around. So we had, do you guys still have in-school suspension, ISS? Yes. Why you say it like that? Because the school I went, I used to work at, um, which was practically an alternative school, they they overused in-school suspension and it wasn't effective. Like I literally had kids, like I'm, I'm not I'm not exaggerating, Jermaine. I literally had kids who were sent to in-school suspension every single day. And their whole policy, like with schools that I went to, they had such severe behavior issues is that they had in-school suspension as an alternative because they didn't want the kids to miss school. So like you send them to in-school suspension, they get rehabbed for like 30 minutes, an hour, and they get sent back to class because, you know, again, we're trying to maintain instructional time. But it didn't work because I literally had kids were sent Monday through Friday. Every single day of the week, you get you get well, sent I mean, to school. Was the ISS teacher like cool or something, or like what? I mean, I mean, it was bullshit. Out treats or something, or what? Well, not that, but I mean, from what I understood, when they went to in school suspension, they would have to write um, some lines. Like they have to write, you know, like I will not, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And they would talk to them about the behavior. Simpson. Yeah, it's bullshit. Also, they would talk to them about the behavior and, you know, come to some type of understanding and they would send them back. But I literally would have kids who came to my classroom from in-school suspension, like acting up before they even got to their seat. So I'm like, this is clearly a sign that your in-school suspension isn't working. So it was, it was like, it was a joke. So we had like back in the day, we had this guy named Mr. Raby, and he ran um he ran our school suspension. Mm-hmm. And like when I tell you this was the most uncomfortable situation it that a man be. could make. It should you know be freezing what I mean? like, cold it in was there. Freeze, dude, I'm talking about like, like I didn't know no windows a building could be <laughs> so damn cold. Yeah. Yeah. No clocks on the wall. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant, right? It was psychological yeah. warfare. Yeah. And he was in like uh military. Yeah. Like, but I mean, no clocks on the wall, so you never knew what day or time it was. You know what I mean? Like yeah. had no idea how long you're in there. Right. Whatever. And you know, you, you had to do schoolwork, right? They didn't have yeah. you just writing down lines, they you know, sent your schoolwork with you. Um, and you had to <clears throat> do it or fail. Yeah. And you know, like 
I mean, it was so effective because you didn't know how much time you had to do it. Yeah. You didn't know how much time you had to complete <laughs> this extra work. And then, you know, on top of that, it's like 40 degrees in there. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just some ungodly cold. Yeah. And he had on short sleeves. And he would he would talk, you know, he would, like, tell jokes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, after, you know, like, some of those kids, you know, thought it was, like, funny at first and all that kind of stuff. But as that day wore on, so did he. He, he became, like, grating. You know what I mean? Like, just, I mean, it's not funny. You've been no. cold. You can't lay down. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't put your head down. You can't do any of that. And, like, it was all psychological. He never touched the kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he would just go over there and, like, if you tried to put your head down and, like, go to sleep, dude, you're going to hear you gonna hear him talk for as long as you want to pretend like you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Until you pop up like, damn, I ain't outworked Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. So, like, I mean, that was like, I didn't want that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know. you, you That know, is effective in school suspension. You know my dad. I mean, there's no way in hell I want to be home for hell two no. days. No, you know like, give saying? me the in-school like, suspension right. and I'll hate my life. <laughs> but I don't, I'll take that two, over. Two days, I won't have one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Two days at home, yeah. I won't have a life. Uh, detention. Do they still do that? Um, It depends on the school. But at this school, there was like no like organized detention. Like there was like this poor teacher who volunteered, you know, only for sixth grade, by the way, like at one grade level, but volunteers to keep kids, kids, only sixth graders though, but volunteer to keep kids free of charge. Oh wait, only sixth graders got detention? Well, I mean, yeah, like she took it upon herself. No, 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 think about it. She's a sixth grade teacher and she took it upon herself to give detention to sixth grade students who acted up. She ain't volunteering for seventh, eighth grade teaching, you know, like get your own shit. Like, so there was like no organized detention. And I just feel like that's another example of um, how the school could have been ran better. Because again, in school suspension was a joke. A lot of kids like to go there. There was absolutely no change in behavior. And then there wasn't um, a school sponsored detention. So they basically, you had, you had to take, you know, take out your own time unpaid to stay after school with the kids. And, you know, going back to me, I'm just doing it for a paycheck. So hell no, I don't, you know. I'm not staying after school. Yeah, you know, like, so, like, my opinion about detention is, like, there should be, like, legitimately nothing more that could piss a parent off than having to make arrangements for their kid to be picked up later than they normally would or have to, you know, leave work or something like, something to throw the arrangement off of how they normally get home, right? That'll piss a parent off. Should. Not anymore. Not with these parents. They're pissed off at the teacher's. It's always, it's always the teacher's fault. I mean, really, though. How long are you going to stay in the game, man? I mean, you sound pretty dejected. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, what I'm going to do is I'm trying to get a position out of this, out of the classroom to be like a support, like a coach teacher, like a math coach or something. Um, also, I've just been looking into it, actually. I got to take like six grad classes to become a media specialist. That's just a glorified librarian. But yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> so they rebranded. So, yeah. Librarians make librarians cool again. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I'm here for it because, you know, Lord, I, I will say this. I know I'm biased, but I feel like a lot of times these support teachers, like the art teachers and, you know, like they have like the worst classroom management because they've never really been in it. You know what I mean? Like I, so I feel like if I would be, if I would be a librarian, I'd be one of the few effective librarians where hell you going to sit down, <laughs> you're going to shut the hell up. You're not going to, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to just do whatever you want during your library time because the, the librarians do have to teach 
every once in a while. But like, I want to do lesson plans. I'm not grading any papers. What so. is your advice to rising teachers who want to be in the field? What what is what are you gonna tell them? How do they how do they balance that? I don't care with that. You know, don't care too much or whatever. Like, what what advice are you giving for a teacher to be successful in this post COVID? Uh, a dystopian hellscape known as uh, school. <laughs> <laughs> known as school. Uh, oh man. Um, I would just say that I would just tell a teacher like, um, you gotta put in the work at the beginning. You just can't be lazy with it. Like you just cannot um sit behind your desk like from day one or week one or week month one and just feel like everything gonna flow well. You have to you have to put in that work for at least the first two months, maybe three months. And once you once you once you got the reputation of being a hard ass and kids know like, oh, OK, when we're on the computers, I can't just be on, you know, you know, me Instagram and face like this teacher actually going to walk around. She's going to be breathing down my neck. She's going to be making sure I'm doing X, Y and Z. You know, stuff like that, because I've seen a pitfall. Like I've seen some teachers where, you know, they're just the whole thing. Oh, these kids won't listen. They won't do this and that. And but I'm watching you like what mm-hmm. have you actually done to make them do that? Like, you know, what I mean, like you just are, you you yelling orders from the desk and they are, it is tiring. It is ty- it is tiring being a hard ass, being a drill sergeant, being down the kid's throat every single day. But it pays off. Pause. <laughs> Being down against her. All right, you know, <laughs> she's telling me the double bird. Y'all have been introduced to Lauren, uh, aka Rainy. And uh, mm. I, can't, oh my I God. can't wait to have a baby. That's a whole nother story. Man, hey, I'm look, you Jamaica. Hey, what, hey, what do you say? What do you say? Uh, what do you say? You go ahead and leave, okay? I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to go. Uh, to downstairs, and I'm gonna get a Zane book and some lotion, and I'll see you guys later. <laughs> yeah, my engine is